Hi, I'm Tori Mystic, and you're listening to the Wear Wag Repeat Podcast, the only show dedicated to supporting women in all areas of the pet industry. In today's episode, we're exploring the power of online education and how it's helping pet pros reach a bigger audience and make a bigger impact on pet parents around the world. I pulled a few clips from previous episodes, and we're going to hear from three petpreneurs who have successfully created online courses that are changing the way people learn about pets. First, you'll hear from Dr. Monica Tarantino, a veterinarian who is helping senior dogs thrive with her online courses. She also creates resources to help new veterinarians starting in the industry. So this is a great conversation, and I'm happy to feature it in this little roundup today. Next, you'll learn about how Louise Daigle of Red Pointy Dog Training pivoted to online training during the pandemic and never looked back. Finally, you will hear part of my conversation with Vazi Seidman, a pet photographer who teaches pet parents how to take better photos of their furry friends using just their smartphones. These three pet pros have all found unique ways to use online education and reach very different audiences. Their courses all serve three major purposes. First, they help to connect with pet lovers around the world, expanding their reach. Second, the courses establish these women as the go-to experts in their specific niches. And then finally, the online courses all created a new revenue stream for their businesses. I love to see that. I hope these interviews inspire you to think about what kind of online course you would create. Please reach out to me and share your ideas. And if you are really serious about creating a course now, I am actually kicking off a brand new course creator mastermind group that will help you create and launch your first online course in eight weeks. We can do it. That program starts very soon. So if you're interested, head over to wherewagrepeat.com slash course mastermind. If that's too hard to remember right now, just shoot me a DM or send me an email and I'll get you all the information because we are starting soon and there are very limited spots for that. Okay, now let's get into these interview clips. First up is part of the conversation that I had with Dr. Monica Tarantino. We're talking about how she partnered up with Dr. Lisa Lippman, also a previous podcast guest. They both partnered up to create an online course for senior pet parents. They want to know all of the things for their dog. And that's kind of how I was when I was wearing my pet parent hat, when I was in vet school um, with my aging dog. And it was really disappointing to go out there and to not find any good resources for aging dogs or senior dogs, not really know what to do with them. I kind of just felt like I was just kind of showing up at the vet with like no guidance or no care plan for them at all. And so Dr. Littman and I, um, Dr. Lisa Littman, I think you've had her on here. She's fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love her. So we teamed up together and we were like, how can we help, you know, pet parents out there? Because I can help all the pet parents that I see at my clinic that come to see me. I, you know, have them on a program, on a plan with them there, but I I wanted, we wanted to figure out a way to really just be able to give that to more pet parents that are out there, like a, a 
uh, like a care plan. Basically, what are the things that I'm talking to my pet parents about in exam rooms? What are the things that I think are important? What are things that work for your senior pets to keep them healthier and around for longer? What are all of the secrets that we we know about that we want to share with other people? And that's what we put in this course. So it really is a way that you can really have a comprehensive care plan for your dog. And we talk about all the things that pet parents should know. Um, in there regarding aging dogs, basically. And it doesn't matter if you've got a dog that's just turned age seven, or if you've got a geriatric that's age 16 or not, there's something in this course for you. Um, we also touch on end of life care because that's a, that's a topic that people really want to know about. And, um, people, uh, you know, it's probably, I think one of the greatest fears of being a pet parent is that you won't know when to make that decision for them or how to treat their, their end of life. And you won't do a good job with that. And so we talk about that in that course, because that really is an important thing for pet parents, especially senior dog pet parents to be aware of and to think about now too. So that's a, one of the sections that we have in there, but that was really our goal was just, you know, like there's, there's no good place for pet parents to learn about senior dogs. I've got the information. Let me share it with you guys. Yeah. So I love it. Um, and I, and I think the end of life stuff is so important too. People are really curious. I, I mean, I'd be interested to go and see like the Google data for like, who's searching, like, how do I know, you know, when, yeah. um, I, I'm sure people are searching all the time. Um, so I think that's really important information. And I also love that the online course, like people can probably revisit it, you know, as their other dogs are aging and be like, what uh, she, Dr. Tarantino said something about yeah. this, but it was like so long ago, I don't remember. And so they can kind of use it as their dog's age and, and refresh it. Yeah. It's totally self-paced. You can, you can go in there anytime we update it because one of the things that you have to recognize just in this world is that things change, right? Something that I believed was true five years ago is totally not true anymore today. So we update it as well. We've got things like supplement guides in there, senior dog diet guides, like diets that we like. Um, we ask you guys to talk to your vets about all of that stuff. Cause that's really important. We don't want to just be giving our dog every supplement, just willy nilly. We want to be using it with a purpose and use ones that have evidence behind it um, and quality control. But we've got all of those things in this course for you guys. Like all the questions that you guys are always asking us it's in this course it's there for for them and it's self-paced and then we also have a private facebook group um where we are doing once a month uh q a's for people that are that that are in the course yeah so so people yeah. can basically get like veterinary advice but kind of in a, in a broad way because what's like the like what's the like legality of how, like, can you give it medical advice to people online yeah, you so so there you can't without having like a, a client patient relationship that you're really limited with what you can say. So you might be able to generalize something, but that's really that's really it. Truly what they need to be doing is going to their own vet. But yeah, so you can give some some advice, but it really has to be generalized for 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 pet parents and not Yeah, specific. but I mean this is a I mean this is great though because it kind of I would imagine for a lot of people with questions, this wipes out a whole bunch of things like not to do or not to worry about yeah. or whatever. So you can, when you go to the vet appointment, you can be focused. Yeah, you really can. And you can ask them the questions there and be like, Hey, do you like this supplement or, or not? Or what do you recommend? And so you'll have an idea. Um, but yeah, we cover all the things that we generally speak to our senior dog pet parents about, um, from everything from how to approach their care to literally like a printed out veterinary plan that you can fill out with your vet visits and all the things in there. Like it is very comprehensive and the pet parents that are in there right now love it. So, 
Yeah. It sounds awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's, that's like your whole online course for pet parents, but you also <laughs> do create a lot of resources and help, um, vet students or vet graduates, I guess, who are starting their own practice or figuring out how to work in another practice. Um, and in fact, you co-authored a book about yes. that, um, to help vets. Um, and you're also the co-founder of veterinarians on the rise, which is kind of yeah. the umbrella that book is under. Um, yeah. So just briefly, tell us a little bit about that and, um, and, and what are, what are some of the struggles that new vets are facing when they're going out to work with real people and real dogs? Yeah. Well, there's, so our industry, I don't know if you, I'm sure you've heard about this a little bit, but like the veterinary industry in general, it's hurting tremendously, right? We've got, um, we're usually the, one of the top three professions for suicide in the country. Next up, let's hear from Louise Daigle about how she and her partner pivoted from in-person training to online courses in the early days of the pandemic. We first recorded this episode right at the beginning of the pandemic, so just keep that in mind as you hear Louise talk about her process of creating their online course. Turn that fear into motivation. And that's what Jake and I did. We really put our minds to paper and brainstormed and came up with a topic for a course that would complement any one of our services. So if they've take someone's taken a puppy class with us, manners, reactive dog, if we've worked one-on-one for aggression, we created an online course that would complement all of that. So we were really lucky that our local Grange Hall was still open. We rented it for the afternoon and we took Monzo and Piper and we filmed all day. We took every bit of video we could. It's not perfect, but it's done and that's what's important. And we we just really hustled and edited these videos and created handouts and opened our first teachable course online. That is so awesome. I I think that, um, you know, I talked to a lot of other course creators and since I I have my own online course, I interact with other course creators who aren't in the dog space. And I think um, a lot of people that I that I see, they have an idea for a course. They spend like months writing mm-hmm. the content. They spend months filming the videos <laughs> and then they finally edit it and it's ready like two and a half years later. <laughs> right. Um, so it's amazing that you just kind of like took the bull by the horns and just filmed all these videos and you could use your own dogs and you and Jake obviously, um, could kind of, I'm guessing, help each other out, you know, one person start the camera and the other person instruct and that kind of stuff. So um, talk about, you know, really turning that fear into motivation. That's really impressive. Yeah, yeah. It's been quite the process. Yeah, it's I mean, I, I totally understand. It's a lot of work <laughs> to create a course. But um, like you said, done is better than perfect. And you have it out there. And one of the cool things that you said is that it complements all of your existing programs. Um, so that people who have been clients are going to make sense of your course. But what I'm also hearing is people could take the course who have never worked with you before. And Mm -hmm. like maybe when the world opens up again, eventually (laughs) they, they could work with you in person and it'll all kind of fit together. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, so what, what would you suggest to someone who is listening to this? Maybe, um, maybe they're a trainer or a dog sitter or a groomer or something like that. And they'd like to create an online course, but they have no idea. The technical, the technical part is just like overwhelming to them. Yeah. How, how would you recommend that they kind of get started in doing that? So my first recommendation is to get it on paper. And you might not know what your topic should be yet. And we didn't. We just sat down and did an idea dump and wrote every single thought that came to mind on paper for like 15 minutes. And then, you know, highlighted the top five. And the other thing that's so cool is most of us have an email list or a Facebook page. You can ask your followers what they're interested in. What do they want to know more about? And it's it's so easy to be overwhelmed by tech. And I continue to be overwhelmed by tech, but we did it with our cell phone, with a cheap $10 Amazon tripod and, you know, free editing software and just threw it together. And there's great, um, you know, editing um, places online like Canva or even just Google drawings to create handouts and lesson plans. It's It can be really easy if you make it easy. So, it can be overwhelming the amount of content that you could mm. cover because as a dog trainer, you know, you specialize in reactive dogs and positive reinforcement training, and there's all these different kind of specialties and, and niches. How did you narrow it down to what you were going to cover in your course? So that that's a great question. And we, we were able to narrow it down based on the, the need that people wanted. So we constantly have people telling us their dogs pull on leash, that their dogs don't come when called, and that they lack engagement. So it just was like magic for us. We knew we wanted to create a course that um, encompassed all those things. So we created Beyond the Leash, which was a four-part online course to boost your dog's engagement, build their attention, and connect with them beyond the leash. So it will improve their recall. It'll improve their leash manners. It'll teach them to heal. It'll teach them to come away from prey animals. Um, so that was just based on our own client base of the people that we have, figuring out what their pain points are, what their dog's struggles are, and then kind of clustering that together in content that we could sell to them. And are people signing up and have they started doing the lessons? Yes, it's been so much fun. <laughs> so we also created a Facebook group to go along with it because right now we can't, you know, check in face to face to see how they're doing. So we wanted to provide a way that we could keep up with them and answer their questions. So we have a Facebook community that's just like a free bonus. They can post videos in there if they want some feedback. We do live Q&As in there every week. And we do free bonus material in there too. So if they're struggling with, you know, teaching their dog to settle, we can go over that in that course as well. And it's been like talk about positive reinforcement. So rewarding to see people post their videos doing one of our lesson plans and see success in their dog. That's why we do what we do. I, I can totally, like, I have a smile on my face right now just, like, thinking about all the people posting videos and having breakthrough moments with their dog yes. and sharing it with other people. And, um, you know, that's something that is not a component in typical in-home dog training. So right. do you think that this kind of Facebook or online community might be something that you continue with or integrate into your, like, regular work at all? 
Yeah. So we do have like a regular Facebook group that kind of goes with our Facebook page. And initially it's called the homework club. We just wanted to motivate people to do their dog training homework. And it's kind of turned into a similar uh, type of atmosphere as our course community does. You know, people are posting videos of their walks with their dogs and doing fun enrichment games. And it just is so motivating for everybody in there to stick with their routines with their dog and try to find that normalcy during this difficult time. I think that might be kind of like the silver lining of everyone yeah. having to figure out how to do things virtually nowadays. Um you know, these, these kind of online communities, we could use this like in regular life, you know, this would be a great enhancement to life, no matter what is going on. Exactly. Finally, I had so much fun talking with pet photographer Vazi Seidman. She is the most positive person to talk to and the perfect way to round out this episode. Vazi teaches pet parents how to take better photos of their pets using simple equipment like their phones. I'll let her describe it to you and share why teaching her photography expertise doesn't take away from her business. It actually expands her reach and grows her business because she's deepening her relationship with her customers. I'm really passionate just because it's, I can see the growth, uh, like, and I'm a tough teacher in a good way. Like I teach too much. I tell people, maybe my teaching, it's not for everyone. And I do encourage, go and listen. Let's say in our membership, go and re-listen because I teach on layers, but just the results of seeing people to change their pictures, because to me, it's not the pictures, it's the memories for less than a month. It's incredible. Like I'm fascinated. And it's like, it's just amazing. Like I have this client from Berlin for less than three weeks. She changed everything. Like I have another one. She had some health issues. So she joined, you know, pet pics. She's now part of my membership. She joined, I do also classes every week on a different topic and her pictures again, less than a month, day and night. And that's what brings me so much joy. So yes, I love taking pictures, but I, I'm, I'm just love teaching. It's incredible. I think it's just so, so it's so rewarding and it's so great to be able to teach what you know to other people. You know, I think if, if anybody listening to this isn't doing that in some way, you need to try it because it, it just, it really kind of shows you like the whole reason behind why we do what we do. (laughs) And, and also it can, it can turn into a new revenue stream, which is always really important. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I can tell you. A lot of my students, I call them students just because I feel that that's the most appropriate, but they become my friends. Uh, so they start taking pictures. Eventually, a lot of them become pet influencers. So, so brands pay them, you know, they pay them some uh, part of the sales. Uh, eventually, some of them decide to branch out and that's where you come in place to help them with how they can run their online pet businesses. So it's just incredible. I mean, I've had people who just, like uh, one of our admins of PetPix Academy, she's a pet clothing designer, uh, Mary Ellen. From Mary Ellen Design, she said she tripled her business because of the tips I taught her on photography. It just found photography. And and that's what it is. Uh, and sometimes when I work with marketing companies, they keep telling me, Vasi, you have to k- keep showing your work. And I'm like, you can go to Vasi's studio and you can see my work. Uh, 
I mean, yes, I have two photography degrees. I get awards all the time, first, second, third place portrait effects for photography competition. But what it's really food for my soul in a good way and makes me get up at 3.30 in the morning, four mornings a week, it's the progress of my students and them growing their businesses or just having fun with their furry kids. Yeah, because because they can do anything. They might be a, a pet clothing designer. They might become a pet influencer. They might be, you know, taking photos that they get, they get an album made and give it to all their family members. I mean, there's so many different things that I'm sure your students are doing. So it's, it's very exciting. Um, So earlier this year, you also started a podcast. Oh, yes. So what inspired you to do that? Well, the truth is that it was a happy mistake and you're going to be laughing, but I really, I signed up for marketing training because at this time I didn't know about you. I wish I did, but I guess everything happens for a reason in life. Uh, and so the, in this training, this training included a few uh, mini courses and one of them apparently was the podcast. So long story short, I received a message, was your podcast training? It's starting. I'm like, what? I signed up for, and this is in the middle of December, like in winter, I have up to six sessions. Oh, a day. Like I'm really busy. People book me like four months ahead. And now we're teaching two to three times a day. It's even more. So anyway, and I'm like, okay, I will deal with it from January on. So January 2nd, I made my decision. I said, Pet Podcast it is. And I launched Pet Peaks Academy podcast on March 3rd. Uh, and uh, I'm very excited because it's just amazing. I mean, like as we are recording now, I launched today's, today's 69th episode. For, That's for amazing. I know. I know. I just, I'm a course, uh, you know, I just love creating courses and, and content and just teaching. And But again, just to use your phone and create the memories because that's honestly, it's a big deal for me. Yeah. Well, it's different. You know, I think that so many people get worried that if they teach people how to do what they do, they'll lose them as a customer or something like that. But I'm sure you would say that's not the case. It's not the case because my client, so I live in Florida. I live in West Palm Beach area. 20 minutes from me, it's Palm Beach Island with one of the very wealthy people and celebrity who live. And some of them are my clients. And they tell me, I want you to photograph my baby. I don't want you to teach me. But then I have furry parents or businesses, especially businesses would say, Vasi, I want for you to tell me how I can build a home studio and save thousands of dollars on what equipment I need and how my picture can look professional. So it's, it honestly, I realized that my regular uh, clients, they are here and they're very different. And the one, the people who are willing to invest their time to learn, uh, they're just different. Yeah. Well, and, and I think especially for business owners, Nowadays, they might want to take photos every single day. And so you don't want to wait to have a scheduled photo shoot once a month or every three months or something. Like no one really wants to do that anymore. People want to take photos every day. Exactly. And the truth is that I actually do the same for myself. Most of my pictures are my cell phone selfie pictures, of course, well done with my lights. I don't even edit my pictures, to be honest with you, other than removing background. Uh, and yes, I think that nowadays you need to be doing really high quality pictures 
including videos as well. And a lot of times what people, they don't realize, especially pet businesses, my regular uh, furry parents as well, is that a lot of times when you scroll on Instagram or Facebook or other social media, even uh, Amazon, you look at the picture and you only know the uh, simple answer, yes or no. A lot of times, if your brain tells you you don't like it, it's most likely because with picture, it's dark, it's boring, and your brain's brain says, I don't like it. But if the picture is bright and vivid and can be simple, less it's more, uh, then believe me, that's when people will be most likely uh, willing to spend time and follow you, become your fans, buy from you. And it's just incredible because I've seen the difference. And sometimes it's, honestly, sometimes it's only 30 seconds of basic editing. Yeah. It's, that's how simple it is. Well, so you also mentioned video. And I know that you do a lot of video yourself on social media and also, you know, for your course and, and membership too. But tell us a little bit about, about video on social media um, and, and what, what makes you kind of love doing videos. Okay, we always try, like, we are so visual and things did change since last year. So people have very short spam attention. So when you give them a beautiful video, again, beautiful, it, it means uh, clean background, avoid cables, you know, and other things, let's say, uh, you know, trash can and et cetera, unless they're part to tell the story. Uh, nice lighting. You know, go closer to the biggest window in the room. Try again, be aware in the background. Make sure that when you stay, your body does not produce a shadow. Because sometimes you can see in the bottom, it's a little black because that's the shadow from where you hold the phone. And that's a wrap on this episode of the Wear Wag Repeat podcast. I hope you enjoyed hearing from these amazing women in the pet industry and learning about how they're using online education to make a bigger impact in the lives of pets and their people. If you want to support their work and learn more about their courses, be sure to check out the links in the show notes. And while you're at it, why not take a minute to check out my new quiz? Head over to wherewagrepeat.com slash course quiz to answer six quick questions and find out if you should add an online course to your pet biz. Some of the best conversations happen after the episode. Send me a note on Instagram at wherewagrepeat or find even more women petpreneurs to connect with in our private Facebook group called Where Wag Repeat Labs. If you want to dig into more episodes, resources to grow your business, or find a link to something we discussed, it is all right there for you at wherewagrepeat.com. I'll see you back here next Wednesday for a fresh conversation.